Goddard Field, and Alcoa just got off the phone with Josh Stevens, the athletic director at Alcoa High School, and he tells us they will bring the kids back on the field if there's no more lightning at 742. They will then have three minutes to work out, and then they will set the clock back to 621 left to go in the first quarter, and they'll place the ball at the one-yard line where Alcoa has it third and goal. Heath, um, the offensive line that Coach Rankin was concerned about that he talked about on Thursday during his interview has dominated the defensive front of Blackman on this first drive. Marty, they looked quite impressive. I think what I want to see, though, is how the defense looks. Well, you know, right. we, we lose Tristan Blankenship, transferred out. We lose Greg Carroll for at least the next week or two. So you lose two big pass-rushing defensive linemen up front. You've got a lot of depth at that position I think will help. You've also got some very talented senior-laden linebackers that are also going to help that as well. But I'm curious. I'm curious what that's going to look like. Alcoa runs a 3-4. They moved to that a year or two ago. It's a little bit different feel. It does rely a lot more on those linebackers. So they've got some talent there. Let's see what that looks like. That, I think, is going to be the true test. It's kind of really what I want to see for the Tornadoes. I think the offense is fine. You've got a ton of talent. You've got a ton of things you can rotate to, to there. But what can this defense do? And how will they do it tonight against a Blackman offense who brings a three-year starter at the quarterback position? And they love also to run the football. They do indeed. And that's what, you know, Rankin's worried about. He said our defense is small. Alcoa's got a ton of seniors this year, though. Or is that the end? That's, that's band, cheerleaders, and players. But they still have a lot of seniors this year that we hope to highlight each and every week. And we will, we've seen the new transfer in from California play quarterback. Not, have not gotten to see him throw the ball down the field, but he did connect on a screen pass to Isaiah Cox for about six yards. Yeah, Safdar McCrary, the transfer from uh, a school out in California. He is a dual-threat quarterback for his class, only a junior, so got this year and next season to uh, really showcase his talents here at Alcoa High School. But a dual-threat quarterback, Marty, this offseason clocked at a 4 5 six, 40. So this man can fly, but he can also sling the football around. So he's going to be someone fun to watch this year. But uh, I'm also excited to see the maturation of young quarterback, sophomore quarterback, Zach Lunsford. He's going to get his time on the field as well. And then, Marty, every single season we find throughout the year, especially later on, later on as we start to really kind of play the region schedule and you see games kind of get out of hand, you start to see the next players that are going to be the future of Alcoa. And that's something I'm excited about as well because I think we saw a little bit of that last year. You saw – um, the running back, uh, Jordan Harris, last year, the freshman, I think we're going to start to call his name a little bit more. He's a sophomore this year, uh-huh. but he was a kid that was the fastest man on the football field in middle school, and so he got to showcase that a little bit near the end of ball games last year with Zach on the field. They're going to be a great tandem for years to come, and also what doesn't hurt if you're Zach Lunsford is having a kid on the offensive line and big old Lance Williams. Lance Williams, 6'4", over 300 pounds, uh, only a sophomore and got an offer before his sophomore season. Back in uh, in April, Marty got an offer 
from the University of South Carolina. He's been to Kentucky. He's been to Alabama. He's been to Georgia camps. He's been to Tennessee. The SEC, they're watching this young man, and he's going to get plenty more offers in the next two years. And he's got the build. There's a lot of times, you know, kids can get in there and push people around. But when you get to talking about your South Carolinas, your Kentuckys, your Alabamas, you've got to have the metrics. Your arms have to be a certain length. You have to be able to bench a certain amount of weight. You have to be able to squat a certain amount of weight. And you've got to run a, a, at a certain speed. And you've got to have the footwork. If you don't have those, those schools will not pay attention to you, no matter how big you are, unless you're just enormous and have a huge upside. Yeah, and Marty, he'll be the uh, next lineman to really uh, get out of here since um, since, since Braxton Alford was the last, I'd say, big-time offensive line commit. Last year went to Memphis. Um, so I think that we're going to see an even bigger one when it comes to Lance Williams. I would definitely wouldn't be surprised to see him land somewhere in the SEC. And then also I think another player that may be an SEC-type player is Isaiah Cox. He's already got three offers from them. And Marty, correct me if I'm wrong, but with either one of those, especially we'll know first, obviously, with Isaiah, he's a senior. But if he goes to the SEC, I believe that's the first SEC player from Alcoa since Randall Cox. Uh Tight end, and he's a buddy of mine. And oh, I, okay. Um, uh, yeah, I know his name. He just liked one of my posts today on Facebook, and I, I see the guy all the time. Josh Robinson? Uh, no, it's Tyler Robinson. Tyler Robinson. I'm yeah. close. Tyler I'm, Robinson. Thank so you. I'm, yeah. I am getting old, Tyler. <laughs> and if you're listening tonight, which I think you are, I do apologize. My shout-out to you. I'm just getting old. I just can't remember names like I used to. But uh, he's coaching down in Loudoun. And they've got a pretty good football team down there. They laid it on the Cherokees last night at Greenback. Yeah, uh, Loudon's a very talented team. And uh, obviously Tyler Robinson was when he played here and then got to move on to Kentucky. So, hey, Marty, you still got you still got a pretty good memory there, though. You remembered that he went to the SEC. I had completely forgotten. So, Tyler, my bad on that. But, uh, yeah, he's a, he was a really talented tight end when he was here. I think he moved on to play on the line, correct, for, for Kentucky? Uh, he caught some passes against Tennessee as okay. a tight end, so we'll need to bring him on one. Whenever the, the Cherokees great. aren't playing, we'll bring him on, maybe get him up in the booth, nothing else. We'll get him to call into the station, and we can do an interview with him. They're a great guy and loves coaching, loves being around the kids. Hopefully, eventually, we can get him back here to Alcoa because he was something special when he played and um, enjoyed watching him. And just an overall good guy. I do think that he just got engaged as well. Engaged or married. See, my memory's fading, but I do remember that. So, congratulations, Tyler. I know that you got a bunch of fans. Uh, I know the Snyders are, uh, really love you. And Tuttle and all those guys. At, um, Scott Atkins, Angie Bells, and, and that Kendall. Uh, the whole group. And you say Kendall. Kendall's kind of, uh, kind of like Cher. Everybody just knows him as Kendall. And, and a super good guy. Um, enjoy seeing him, and I've not got to use him this year for for uh, concerts. He's usually my go-to guy there at Smoky Mountain Harley Davidson for tickets. So uh, we are back almost now. The players have been back on the field for about two minutes. We've got about a minute and twenty-six seconds until we resume play here at Goddard Field in Alcoa. Hope you're enjoying your Saturday night along with us. It's just exciting to to be here and be able to play football. And Alcoa, they were taking your temperature as you came in. Dr. Julie Bale had some of her girls from her health uh, occupations class, or I'm not sure what it's called now, but uh, she leads a great program here at Alcoa. 
She is a dear friend of mine. I love her immensely. And she's making sure that everybody's wearing their masks and they do not have a temperature as they're coming through the gate. And I'd like to thank her for doing that to keep us safe and every other restriction that uh, the athletic director, Josh Stevens, has put in place. And uh, once again, thank you, Josh, for having us up here. Uh, it's really it's a lot more closed off up here in the booth than it has been in the past. And there's not as many people running around up here in the booth as there has been in the past. So special thanks to him for all the work they've done up here. And um, also a special shout-out to Stephen Cooper. Thank him for coming on to our preseason football forecast the other night and updating us. Not only did he call um, some other things and give us some information on a lot of schools, but he called the Heritage early season win the other night, too. Yeah, big-time win for the Mountaineers, their first win since September of 2017. But, Marty, you talk about thanking a lot of the people for what they've done. I'd, I'd like to give a shout-out to the frontline workers for everything they've done through this pandemic. It's, it's been a stressful time for many. Uh, a lot of people have either been um, going through unemployment, trying to get back to work, uh, or being sent home to work from home, um, you know, or, you know, if your students being sent in and out of school, having to change and adjust to virtual learning, parents having to adjust as well. Um, you know, uh, the frontline workers have done so much um, to help us out and to make this opportunity available to these students, and so we appreciate all the work that they've put in, and we appreciate the staff at Alcoa High School that has worked hard to help make sure this game uh, is safe and that uh, everyone has an enjoyable experience at the game tonight and, as always, super hospitable and taking care of us up in the booth. So we greatly appreciate that as well. But, Marty, we're back to it. The players are back on the line of scrimmage, and it's back to football time at Alcoa High School. It is, it is, and it is Camden Burden in at quarterback in the shotgun, and he's going to fake, he's going to throw. No, he pulls it down, lowers his head, and did he get there, Heath? No, he did not. He will be shy as well, and this line that has been opening up some huge holes has not been that formidable here on the goal line. And, Heath, you know what we haven't seen yet? The jumbo package or the elephant formation where you have the stack eye or the Maryland eye, as some call it now. We have three running backs. Camden Burden will come out. Alcoa will go for it here on fourth down, and they will go with uh, looks like almost a wing T formation with a receiver to left and right, and it will be that far giving on a reverse. That was just blown up early. That was a I, I, that was a call that you don't see a lot when you're on the goal line is a reverse. And the thing about it, if he would have faked the reverse, he he could have walked into the end zone there on that play. Well, I'd kind of go back to what you were talking about earlier, Marty, is in the Jumbo package or the Maryland Eye, however you want to call it. Um, I'm surprised we didn't see that there. And I know you lose a big player and pull back Tristan Blankenship who could open those holes up, but you got a big kid walking off the field right now in Heron Sutter who could have done that job just as well and turned around and hand the ball to Ahmad Sankey. So uh, it didn't work out the play they chose, and that just sometimes happens in the game of football, and now Blackman with an opportunity is there on the field for offense. In 99, when Heritage was, I think they played Science Hill, they ran a reverse. They got blown up on like a third or fourth down from the one-yard line. You do not run reverses on, that's just my opinion. And they come out to the blaze running the ball. It goes to number 21, and that is Hudson Jackson, or Andrew Hudson Jackson. And he was a player that had, I think, about 40 yards rushing last year after 
downtown fucky stuff Malone got injured with a concussion right before half. He came in in the second half, was able to muster 40 yards. But right there, he went backwards, and it'll be second down and about 13 now for the Blaze. And they will go with their quarterback, number 18. That's Drew Beam under center, and it will be Jackson once again, the lone setback with two receivers to the right and one to the left. They're going to look to right. They're going to throw out there. They've got a receiver open at the 10. He makes the catch. He turns it upfield, unable to shake the tackle of number nine for the Tornadoes. That is Jordan Harris as he hangs on for his dear life. And it now will bring up a third down and about two for the Blaze with 4.22 remaining. Alcoa wasting a huge opportunity on their first series. The Blaze now will have one back in Jackson. They'll have beam under center. The receivers will now shift to the left. And it will be a give to the running back who is battered down for no gain at the 15-yard line. They may He may pick up one, but it'll be fourth down, and this will be a very, very risky maneuver if you go for it right here. And they will not. The Blaze will send on the punt team. Alcoa now will send in. Are they going to send in their punting team, or are they going to keep? They're going to keep their D on. They're going to send somebody back deep, but they're going to play. They're going to play their defense right here on fourth down and one. But they will send. It looks to be Camden Burden back to receive a possible punt. But but other than that, Alcoa is in their standard D, and it is a punt. It's a high wobbler that will be fair caught at midfield actually at the 49-yard line of Alcoa. Alcoa will get great field position. It was three and out for the Blaze. And let's take it. We'll say right here, we've, we've given the, the sponsors plenty of time tonight as we've had a lightning delay, a longer-than-normal pregame show. And now it will be Alcoa with the ball once again at their own 49-yard line with 3.15 left to go. We're scoreless from Goddard Field. And Alcoa will break the huddle. It'll be Jackson and another receiver to the right, and they'll have a receiver to the left, and it's going to be a throwout to the left. And that is Sankey, or that's Ronald Jackson out there that makes the catch, and he will dive forward out to the 47, so it'll be a pickup of four, which will set up second and six now for the Tornadoes. Yeah, Ronald Jackson, another one of these senior-laden players for Alcoa that just feels like he's been here forever, Marty. I mean, this kid has been a talent for Alcoa for the past several seasons. His first catch of the ballgame and Safdar McCrary's second pass of the ballgame, he's two of two tonight. For about 10 yards, and it will be... Thank you, lining up wide to left. It'll be a give to Jackson on a reverse. He's got the ball inside the 40 and down to the 35-yard line. A nice run and another big hole. Heath, that was the exact same play they ran on the goal line a minute ago. Well, Marty, where Alcoa has the most success is getting it outside. They have a ton of speed, and they have an opportunity to use it here in the open field, and hopefully they're able in the open field to get down, put it in the end zone like they did before. Let's just not have a holding penalty this time. Exactly. First down, that's a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down, and the ball is on the Blaze 35-yard line, and it is going to be 
Beftar back to pass. He's going to tuck it. He's going to run it. He's going to break one tackle, and then he'll be pulled down as a flexing Elijah Smith for the blaze. Pulls him down at the 33-yard line. It'll set up second and eight. Two-yard carry by McCrary. And another talented player on this offense that we haven't talked a whole lot about as of yet. Marty switched his number in the offseason to allow McCrary to be number four. Is That is number 99, Braden Anderson, the 6'385 pound senior wide receiver. Uh, Marty, he's a transfer from Maryville two seasons ago. Did a lot for Alcoa last year at the wide receiver position. I imagine we'll see a lot from here this this season as well. And he does line up far to the right, and it's going to be a give to Sankey. And Sankey loses the football as he gets inside the 20. A big hole, but a good tackle by the Blaze with the helmet right on the ball. Sankey loses it, but there was another tornado that was quick to cover the loose pigskin. Yeah, that was number 55, Joe Tuft following the play, trying to get down the field to continue to help out Sankey, and he was the right player at the right place at the right time. Good job there by Tuff. And they tell you, if you hustle, good things will happen right there. That was a huge thing for the Tornadoes, as that was another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. And it looked like the Blaze almost jumped. It's going to be a keeper now, and a great open field tackle by number 23 of the Blaze. That is Julian Childress, and it's going to be Safdar getting up slowly after the hit. And he'll walk back to the huddle, but it is going to be a loss on the play or actually no gain. It'll be second and 10 now from the 21 of the Blaze with 11 seconds left to go here in the first half. I'm not sure if the... Tornadoes will get a playoff before the clock expires. They're going to get three five yards is what they're going to get. That's huge. As the clock expires here in the first quarter, we're still scoreless at Goddard Field. Alcoa on the march again, and we'll get five yards of free real estate that will set up second and five. And there's so many more plays, Heath, that you can call in that situation. We're going to take a timeout. It's going to be a Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout. We'll be back with second quarter action after these messages. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply equal opportunity employer if you have property to sell or you're looking to buy call dwight or sarah price at the dwight price group realty executive associates and they can help with all of your real estate needs remember that no one sells more call 888-SOLD which is 888-7653 or go to dwightprice.com the right home with the right price We're back at Goddard Field where Alcoa lines up second and five on a fresh 12, and there's going to be a timeout by Alcoa. And 
Heath, they didn't change ends of the field, which is kind of baffles me a little bit as we go into the second quarter. But there's a timeout for Alcoa. Uh, Rankin not happy with the offense not being set and, and especially coming out of a timeout or a quarter change. And you have to burn a timeout because you're about to get a delay of game call. And this is what he said, sloppy. This is one of those mistakes that are going to be made in games one and two, as he mentioned in his interview earlier this week. Well, Marty, maybe sloppy all the way around. I mean, I kind of agree with you. I thought the same thing. Typically, in a quarter change, you move the football to the other side of the field. They didn't do that here. I'm not sure uh, what for. The only thing I thought of was potentially with that penalty near the end of the first quarter, do they make you do – they stop the clock and make you do one more play? That may be it, Heath. That may be what we call an untimed down, and I believe it will be. <clears throat> so it looks like we're going to get an untimed down. We'll, we'll keep an eye on the scoreboard. As Alcoa comes out of the huddle, 17 seconds on the play clock, and it'll be McCrary and a shotgun with Sankey in the backfield. And there'll be a give to Sankey, who looks bundled up at first and then gets his head warped off again as he gets down near the 13. He will be about two yards shy of a first down. It'll set up third and two, and that was an untimed down. And now we will move to the other side of the field, Heath. So, good call. That's the end of one. It is scoreless here at Goddard Field. Let's take a 30-second timeout, and we'll be back with second quarter action after this message. Satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as timeout protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865-389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense. Welcome back to Alcoa Football. We are at Goddard Field. We're scoreless. We are about to enter action in the second quarter. A fresh 12 on the clock, zeros on the scoreboard for both schools, and Alcoa knocking at the door. They have it third and two, a third and long two at the Blaze 13-yard line. They've got to get just inside the 11 for a first down, and we'll see what they dial up. Here as Rank is keeping them on the sideline, giving them a little bit of a pep talk here before they go back out to play. And now Rankin, it's Peggy's out. She's out talking to the officials. So Peggy takes care of everybody. She's giving the officials water. And uh, the red shirt guy means we're still away for timeout for TV, as this is a TV game. Well, Marty, I'd like to give a uh... – Secret safe place for newborn social media shout out to Justin Hauser and Carrie Cobb listening in to the broadcast tonight on their way home from work. So guys, I appreciate that. Hope you all are enjoying the broadcast so far. It is still zero to zero as we enter the second quarter. Alcoa had a chance early on knocking on the door as they drove it down the field on their first possession of the game. Got it all the way to about the one and were stopped on fourth down by Blackman. Blackman got the ball back 
started to move the football just a little bit. Alcoa didn't let him get too far, though. Blackman punted the ball back off, and Alcoa has had the football since. But there's been a lot of time running off this clock as both teams have really ran the football a majority of this um, game so far, Marty, which has made the clock continue to tick. Indeed, and it would have been a lot quicker if it hadn't been for a 35-minute lightning delay as we go to more Secret Safe Place for Newborns social media shout-outs to Robin R. Woodcroft, a classmate of mine, class of 86 at Heritage High School, Christy McAtee, and Tamsin Smith. And we've got plenty more to go to after that. So as the Tornadoes now have it third and two, they work from the shotgun, they fake the sweep, they give it to Sankey on a crossbuck. He goes untouched into the end zone. And Paydirt for a 6 nothing lead on a blunt press row touchdown. And quickly a shout-out to Bernie Gladden that's listening in from New York, New York, big city of dreams. <laughs> It will now be number 95, I do believe, for the Tornadoes. And for the PAT, that's Jet Foley. And there's a snap, the set, the kick up, the kick. Uh, not doing. Or what are they calling? They, they, they're going to blow it dead before the kick? Because that, that was not what we're used to. It might have been a offside in the defense, Marty. They got in the backfield near Foley quick. Yeah, they did, and it will be. and It'll be encroachment on the blaze, and it will be – that'll give them another yard, I guess, or a yard and a half, depending on where they – they mark it at the three, so that'll move it forward. They're going to decline it. You can't decline it, can you, or you miss the kick. Unless it's blown dead before the play, which I believe it is. Uh, so Rankin declines, and it will be Jet Foley now to attempt the set, the kick, the kick up, the kick. This time is good, and he sneaks it just inside the right upright, and Alcoa leads 7 nothing with 11.53 left to go in the second quarter. And let's quickly go to Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Are you ready, Trevor? We'll call on him as we get ready or between the touchdown and the kick. And this will be for a $10 Windy City Krill gift card. And, Trevor, tell us how they will need to respond. Okay, so uh, we will be tweeting this out as well and uh, will be posted on Facebook also. Um, so we'll keep track on whoever responds the quickest and whoever uh, gets the answer correctly uh, the first time, then um, we'll get that $10 gift card. Awesome, man. I recommend the Italian beef sandwich. Awesome. Wings, you can't go wrong there either. Okay, so are we ready for the question? We are indeed. All right, so Blackman's head coach, Kit Hartsfield, played for Coach Rankin at what school? All right, how should they respond? Is this on Twitter? So it's being posted on Twitter right now, and um, as well as Facebook, and uh, on both uh, Two Hypes. Um, pages, so just respond on which one uh, you prefer to send it on, and we'll we'll look out on both, okay? I'll let you know momentarily who's the first to respond. Heath gave the answer away in the pregame. Alcoa set to kick with Jet Foley. The ball is at the 40-yard line, and back deep, I believe, is Jackson. The ball is high, end over end. It's going to be short. The up man's going to catch it and then drop it. That was number 20, and that's going to be a price to pay as he gets blistered 
down at the 12th. So number 20, that's Jalen Pleasant. Not so pleasant there on the return as he coughs it up, picks it up, and then is hammered to the turf at Goddard Field. They're going to say his forward progress was out to the 15, but another sloppy play, this time by the Blaze. So Trevor's Tornado Trivia brought to you by Windy City Grill. Their food is so good. And we will go back while there's time, and I will say Tamsin Smith, Donna Whitehead, Donna Duckett, Delmer Farley, Larry Early from Texas listening in, Eric Overton, Letitia Kerbo Flynn, and we'll go to more. But right now it is beam under center, and in motion goes number 14 from left to right, and it'll be Jackson getting the handoff off tackle. He's got some room, and he drags a couple of tornadoes out past the 20, out to the 23-yard line. He'll be a couple of yards shy of a first down for the Blaze. And that was Justin Brown in motion on the last play. <clears throat> Second down and one, they're going to mark his progress out to the 24-yard line. And it'll be same formation, two receivers to the right, a tight end to the right, and it'll be beam under center and Jackson alone setback. He'll get to give again. There's a big hole. He lowers his head and goes forward and out to about the 30-yard line. So he picks up about six on the carry. So on two carries, he's picked up 15 yards on this drive, and that's a first down for Blackman. Tornadoes in their 3-4 defense. They are without Gray Carroll. We saw him on the field with a mask on during pregame, but not playing. And it will be same formation, but the receivers flip sides, beam under center, Jackson alone setback, and the tight ends on the other side too. This time the Tornadoes are waiting, and they down Jackson at the 30-yard line. So they're more or less just tipped their play right there. They run the same play just to the other side to the strength of the alignment. Alcor responds well. It'll be a pickup of about half a yard. It'll be second and a long nine for the blaze. Ten ten left in the second quarter. Alcoa leads seven to nothing. They'll send a receiver each side this time. The blaze are traveling left to right on your listening device. Jackson will be the lone setback, and the tight end is to the right. And it's going to be play action, and it's going to be Beam throwing it up to grab, and it's going to be almost intercepted by Sankey, and he probably should have been intercepted. Yeah, Marty, um, I think he did not play center field in his baseball career. Had trouble tracking that that ball in the air and fell incomplete. And I'm sure that Drew Beam is lucky that he didn't. As uh, Marty Beam last year, I mentioned in the pregame show, had 13 touchdowns, but threw 10 interceptions last season. So almost gave it to the defense the same amount of times he put it in the end zone. So if you're Alcoa, you definitely want to be looking for those opportunities. Indeed, and that was just as poorly thrown as you could possibly get by a quarterback. He just heaved it up there. He might be able to throw a fastball, but he's not real. He's not a real accurate thrower. He'll have to move to a shotgun now, Will Beam. He will have Jackson. He'll have a new running back in the game now in number six, and they'll also want to take a timeout with 944 left to go. So Charles Gaunt will be the running back in the backfield 
with Beam when we come back to play. Let's take a brief timeout. We'll be back in 30 seconds with more action from Goddard Field and Alcoa. But not well, before it's I tell you, the tornadoes lead the blaze 7-0. If you've purchased a home in the last few years, gotten a divorce, gotten remarried, need to pay some bills or make home improvements, or you just need to save some money each month, Call me, Lee Franks, with Volunteer Home Mortgage at 865-238-7500, and let's run some numbers. Rates are at historic lows, and we might save you some money. I'm Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500, NMLS 1641325. We are back as Nirvana brings us in with Come As You Are. And that's what they told the Blaze. And the Tornadoes have been very, very rude hosts this evening. However, they're only up 7 nothing. And, and Heath, as we look now, this game could very easily be 14 to nothing with 944 left to go in the second quarter. However, after Alcoa implodes and gets shut down from the one-yard line on four consecutive plays, it's just 7 nothing. Tornadoes. And Marty, and a missed opportunity at the beginning of this game by Alcoa, at one yard away from the end zone, just unable to capitalize. Uh, great job defensively by the Blaze of Blackman High School, uh, but Alcoa finally able to break through here in the second quarter and put some points on the board. And we'll see if they can continue to add some more to that. But the first thing they're going to have to do is stop this Blackman Blaze offense, starting to have some success here on this drive, moving the football, especially on the running. Uh, attack as we mentioned last season blackman very successful against alcoa in the first half running the football that slowed down in the second half only because uh, malone overheated and had to be taken out of the ball game and who can blame him the amount of times he had to carry the football in the first half but uh, that that was a big loss for blackman last season i think if he would have been in it could have been a different story last year but luckily alcoa able to come away with the win but coach hart still took some things away from that first half that he's implementing now and finding some success. It is third and a long nine for Blackman from the their own 30-yard line, and it will be Beam in the shotgun. It will be Gaunt still in the backfield with him with the receiver to the left, one to the right. They move left to right on your radio dial. Now in motion goes Mark Cooper right to left to set up two receivers on the left-hand side, and it's going to be a blitz by Alcoa and just a quick slant to Todd Lark and the ball's thrown way behind him. And Heath, as I said earlier, Beam may be a pitcher in baseball, not a very accurate passer with the pigskin. And they'll be forced to punt now in the form of number 80. That is also the young man, Evan Russell. He's 5'6", buck fifty. that does the place kicking. And the tornadoes almost block it. Did they get a hand on it? And there's gonna that's gonna give the Blaze the ball back as the ball is fair caught by it looks like Jackson at the thirty five, but the tornadoes are gonna be called for roughing the kicker. Five yards, so we'll see if they want to kick it again. The tornadoes came really close to blocking at that time. That will not be a first down. Against Alcoa, and are they going to kick it again? No, they're going to decline the penalty. Alcoa will have the ball at the 30-yard, 35-yard line, their own 35-yard line, with 9:31 left to go in the first half. Here at Goddard Field, look at Big Lance Williams. Imagine what you look like, Heath, when you were a sophomore, 
versus this young man? Lance Williams is probably about three, four times my size, Mark. <laughs> I was about a buck twenty-five, soaking wet with boots, and was about five, eight and a half, maybe. That that boy's been fed some cornbread. <laughs> He's just big. I think he may be a guard though in in, in college. And it will be shotgun. It is still number four. Safford, and what a diving catch by number 99, the aforementioned Braden Anderson. Heath, you asked for it, you get it. A big hookup that time from McCrary to Anderson. Yeah, great job there by Braden Anderson, Marty. The kid is very fast and athletic, and they are stretching out, making a big-time catch. A good job putting just enough juice on it by McCrary, Marty, to float it in the air and allow time for Braden to get under it. 9.15, clock running. That's another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. And it'll be McCrary once again from the shotgun. This time his setback is number nine. That is Jordan Harris, who you spoke of earlier as well. As they motion him out of the backfield, it'll be McCrary on a quarterback sneaker. He makes one, two, three men miss as he gets out of bounds inside the 25 or right at the 25-yard line. That'll be very close to a first down. As we mentioned, Marty McCrary, a very fast quarterback who can not only throw the pigskin, but he can run with it as well. A 4-5-6, 40-time clock this offseason, the transfer from California, and he has showed out so far in his first appearance for the Tornadoes. And my favorite shout-out of the evening goes always to my son, Jackson Millsap, down at his Mimi and Papa's Jimmy and Carlotta down in Louisville. In motion goes Cox. Cox drops the football on a bad exchange on a reverse, and it looks like the Blaze have it, and they, they do. do. And they will take over at their own 33-yard line. So Alcoa, Rankin mentioned it plenty of time. It's going to be sloppy. And Cortland Lard, a senior, falls on the ball for the Blaze. Looked like he said he just never got the handle on the ball, and it kicked off his knee or foot and, and darted forward, and before he could race to it, it was lard for the blaze jumping on the pigskin. Well, Marty, one of the things you're going to see not only in early football, but with a new quarterback at the helm, is you're going to see some inconsistency early when it comes to that connection between the quarterback and his running back and truly getting that handoff down pat that sometimes takes some time. Uh, and some chemistry built between the two. And that time, Isaiah unable to hold on to it, and Blackman falls on it. So Blackman now with off on the offensive side and the chance to tie up this ball game. Beam at quarterback and a shotgun. He has Gaunt at running back, and Gaunt is thrown down hard as he gets back to the line of scrimmage. So we get the same look from the blaze but we're just go they're basically just going from either under center or shotgun but it's always one tailback and three receivers two to normally the strong side of the field and marty just a small mention here but tristan blankenship uh transferred out he was number seven there's a new seven on the field marty and what's more impressive is he's a freshman Elijah Cannon getting some playing time tonight for Alcoa. And looks like Blankenship, not quite as big, but still looks really good. And it'll be a pitch pass to number seven on an end around. And it is Elijah Cannon. No, 
I'm still looking at the Alcor roster. It's number seven for Blackman. That is Mark Cooper Duper. And he'll pick up maybe three Heath, and it's going to set up a third down and a very long six. They've got to get past out past the 44-yard line to pick up a first down, or it'll be another three and out for the Blaze with 7.45 remaining in the first half. Alcoy leads 7 nothing, And it'll be beamed from a shotgun. It'll be gaunt at the tailback with two receivers left, one right. And it is going to be beamed looking. He's got a receiver open. He makes the pitch, and the catch is made, and it will be a first down out to the 46-yard line. And that was just a simple little out that time by a it looked like the tight end snuck out there. Number 14, that is Justin Brown. He's actually listed as a wide receiver. He was in the slot, and he goes just down and just a little out. The quarterback sees him, just pitches it to him softly, and he's able to get in a, underneath the Alcoa defenders and then race for a first down. <clears throat> Shotgun again for the Blaze. Two receivers right, one left. And a wing and a back, and that is gone. He's going to just try to race the Alcoa defense, and he will lose as number 10 for the Tornadoes. That is Cameron. Nope. Marty, that's actually number 18, Major Newman, getting there quickly on the tackle and bringing him down. And so that is going to now be, looks like, second and 10 for the Blaze. Major Newman, another one of these talented linebackers that we spoke about that is very quick and uh, doesn't always get a lot of love. But man, he has really turned it on. He had a great sophomore season. Uh, I think he'll have a breakout junior season this year as well. And it's going to be a corner blitz, and it's going to be beam sacked. Put him in a bag. He is sacked all the way back to the 33-yard oh, no. line, and it is Cox Hurt. He delivered the hit, but he he may have uh, bumped his noggin a little bit as he just lowered the boom on Beam. And Beam, he, who took a running hit, went down, but he stood his ground, uh, and Beam goes about 6'2", about 200 pounds, and Cox laid the wood to him, but it is Cox that's laid out on the field right now. That's not a weapon if you're out cool that you want to lose. But the defense drew up a blitz right there, and it was perfected as now it will be third down and 22 after the sack. We're going to take a 30-second injury timeout, and we'll be back with more of the second quarter action after telling you Alcoa leads the blaze from Blackman 7 nothing. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maryville be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maryville. We are back at Goddard Field in Alcoa, where they are still tending to Isaiah Cox. He's got his helmet off. He's getting up slowly, and he's a, he's a bit wobbly. They're going to have to help him off. He, I think 
I think he he took one to the to the noggin, and I don't think he'll return tonight. Yeah, Marty, I don't either. I think just the way he landed that hit on Beam, I think he <clears throat> used a little bit too much of the head versus the shoulder. He took a pop, and I mean it was a fantastic hit by Cox. Unfortunately, he took probably more of the hit than Beam did, and now he's going out of the game. I think that's a concussion, and he's definitely going to have his night over. Marty, also an update for you at half. They're going to only do a 15-minute halftime due to the delay early. Good. It's a snap out of a shotgun to Beam. He drops back. He's going to be under pressure again. He heaves and goes deep. He's got a receiver open, but that ball is horribly thrown and will be picked off by the Tornadoes And number 45. Is that it? Number 99. That is Braden Anderson with the pick, and he will be tackled right almost at the spot, and that will give Alcor the ball at their 37, but he, that receiver was way behind the Alcor D, and for a pitcher that throws the ball in the low 90s, he can't throw a football hard enough to break glass. One of the things that didn't help, Marty, is in the backfield there, kind of a, causing the wobble of the duck was right. Sutter who made his presence felt on Beam, and Beam having to get it out quickly. Looks like he may have gotten a little bit of his arm tugged when he threw it, and Braden Anderson there to make the interception. And Marty, a pass made by Zach Lunsford now in the ball game. He gets it out to Ronald Jackson, and Action Jackson picking up four yards on the play. It'll be second and six. And a great throw right there, and I'll promise you this much right now. There is nobody that, can, that worked harder in the offseason than that young man, Zach Lunsford. Love his parents, good people. Um, he worked every single day. He would get up in the morning, and he would want to go practice. He'd call his receivers. He'd make his dad go round up his, his, his receivers, and he worked every single day. And he gives us time on just a dive inside. The ball goes to, I believe that's Sankey, who takes it out to the 43. He picks up about... Third down, picked up about one on the carry. It'll be third down and a very long four. They've got to go out to pass the 47 for a first, and we'll see if they let Mr. Lunsford put it in the air right here. Well, Marty, they're keeping him in the ball game, and uh, as you mentioned, about a third and five now for Alcoa, and it certainly wouldn't hurt. You've got some talented receivers on the outside, Major Newman, Ronald Jackson, and Braden Anderson, and then in the backfield, the quick, instant thank you. And it's back. Lunsford with a perfect strike to his receiver out there. Looks like Ronald Jackson. And that'll be a first down. That'll be a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down for the Tornadoes as they move the ball into Blaze territory with 4-10 left to go in the first half. 7 nothing. Alcoa. And a very proud father in the stands as Mr. Lunsford stood up <laughs> shouting at Zach and the giving him a thumbs up with a great first down throw. And Cliff's just a great guy, and Jamie and his mom, just, they're super people. Zach in a shotgun and offsides big time. That's free five yards. And, and Heath, what will happen, too, is you bring in a new quarterback, they have a new cadence. That can work against you or it can work for you. And right there, it worked for the Tornadoes as they jumped the snap big time, did the blaze. Well, and that goes a lot to the discipline of the Salcoa football team and something impressive to see early on. Limited practices, limited time together as a union a unit as they've had to do a lot of individual or skill type work and keep some of the groups separated off and on until they've been able to practice recently. So great discipline by the Tornadoes. 
uh, despite who's at the quarterback position and the style of cadence. And uh, Lunsford still in the game, Marty, uh, as it is first and five. And a really, really accurate passer as he takes a snap. He looks back. He looks. He looks. He's got plenty of time. Steps up, throws, and has the ball picked off. In and out of the hands of Anderson, just overthrown. It's number 10. And he gets blistered at the sideline, and the Blaze looking for flags. There's not any. He paid the price for that interception. Did number 10 of Blackman. That is Cameron Buckner. The pass a little high, way downfield, and he a little bit of nerves there as he put just a bit too much hair on the throw. And Marty may have been one when the if the player wasn't open, maybe he just throws that one away and, and lives to see another down. He had him. But a little high, uh, a good job by Blackman. And, Marty, I'm a surprised I don't see a flag on that last play as it looked like number 10 was out of bounds when he took that lick. But uh, uh, and a great hit from the uh, Alcoa player. Good home cooking. <laughs> and it will be the blaze out. And the receiver is, both receivers will be, actually a third will come now near side on the right, two receivers left to the strong side of the field. Now they'll run a pop pass back to number 14, and that is Justin Brown, and it will be blown dead before the play actually gets underway. It looked like the uh, the Blaze were just a little bit discombobulated right there. And uh, they will, and that'll cost them five yards as someone jumped before the snap. No? I don't know what the the, the call is. They're just going to call it dead and do over. Do over. Like we did when we were kids. 3.16 left to go in the first half. 7 nothing Alcoa. Two timeouts left for both squads. The Blaze near midfield at their own 46. First and 10 after the interception by Buckner. And Beam will be in a shotgun. He's got a wing to the right. And they're going to fake the pitch this time. They're going to try the cross buck themselves and in there quickly to break it up as number 45 for the Tornadoes. That is... Ballman, Braxton Ballman, and also in with Summerall to help clean things up. And good job by Ballman getting to the backfield and not allowing Jackson to get things going. So now a second and long for the Blaze, and Alcoa really needs to get this football back. A close ball game again, only a touchdown difference, seven to zero. Alcoa leads. Tornado is now twice with opportunities to score. This could have been a twenty-one to zero ball game very easily. But a few mistakes from the Tornadoes and only a touchdown ball game at this point. Beam back from the shotgun under pressure immediately. Runs, throws late, and it is incomplete. And he did a good job just to get that one away. And he took another hit. And this time it was by number 40, Zane Bonham. Zane is going to be an outstanding ball player. You talk about a, a kid, too, with great parents. Zane Bonham. His dad was an NFL product as well. Played for about 10 or 11 seasons. And there's going to be a penalty on the play. It's illegal man downfield against the Blaze with 2.22 left to go in the second. They're really taking their time. And we may need to see that's going to be declined. So that'll make it third down and 12. And we'll see if Alcoa doesn't use one of their timeouts 
here on this next snap or after this next play. So it's an incomplete pass. We still have 2.22 left to go in the second quarter. Alcoa leads 7 nothing in a somewhat sloppy first half, as Coach Rankin alluded to in his interview earlier in the week. Shotgun for Beam. He's got two receivers on the right end close, one to the left, and he's going to try to run outside bootleg, and that'll be blown up, and it'll be Zane Bottom on the sack. Put him in a bag, Zane. 210 now, and we'll see if Alcoa uses one of their timeouts to try to save some time as they get the ball back, or if they will be content just to go to the locker room with a 7 nothing lead. Yeah, Marty, a nice hit there by Zane. Insane in the membrane. Bottom getting in the backfield and driving the quarterback crazy with a big-time hit. I'm not sure that may be some of our bumper music. <laughs> and punt formation are the blaze, and it'll be two men back deep now for Alcoa as it's a rugby-style kick end over end. It will let the Alcoa backs, that is. Mm, good oh, kick. man. What a kick. What a kick, and not getting to the ball are the Tornadoes, and it will go and be downed inside the 10-yard line with a minute 24. Alcoa's got two timeouts. Surprised me they did not try to stop the clock there before the punt, and I think Rankin may have thought, him, thought this through, that they would have bad field position, and they may just take a knee and go to the locker room with a 7 nothing lead. And just like last year, Blackman will have the ball first to start the second half. Star McCreary back in the ball game at quarterback for the Tornadoes. Looks like some uh, communication issues getting the play in as they're trying to get the play from the sidelines. They may be running out of time. They got 10 seconds left. And Rankin will take his second timeout rather than have another delay of game penalty. So with a minute 24 left. Let's take a timeout with them. It's a Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout, and we'll be back with more action in the second quarter after telling you the Tornadoes lead the blaze 7-0 before the half. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Back at Goddard Field, it is going to be the quarterback. That is McCrary. He is in a quarterback draw. He takes it up past the 10, the 15, the 20. He'll pick up by Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down 
before he's brought down, and that'll stop the clock with 1.09 left. Actually, the clock's still running for some reason. I'm not sure why, but it is. Under a minute now left to go in the first half as Alcor leads 7-0. It'll be interesting to see what the real Mr. Dunkel has on the stat sheet and the Denzo scoreboard as it is going to be a reverse to Sankey, and he's blistered down by number 20. That is Jalen Pleasant, and that may do things now as there's 32 seconds left. That's going to bring it the end of the action. Now they're going to stop the clock. Looks like the Tornadoes are going to call a timeout. Are they going to put someone in here and just try to throw one deep? They've used their last timeout. In the first half with 30 seconds left, they lead 7 nothing, And I don't know if you want to try anything crazy right here, Heath. Just go to the lead, go to the locker room with the lead. Well, Marty, I don't necessarily think they're trying anything crazy here, but I think the lack of practice time has lent to Coach Rankin having an opportunity here to maybe try something and just try to see what it looks like on his team, make some adjustments and see what that gives them before they go into the half. So you may just see them try to run a different play and kind of get a look on it and see how the team does with it so they know what to coach on in the second half. So I'd look for them to do something like that. I don't necessarily see a, a, a Hail Mary play here on this uh, it's this down. It really doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So the Tornadoes coming back onto the field as staff star McCrary still in at quarterback. Uh, Marty, uh, I thought he was going to be done, but Isaiah Cox is back on the field for the Tornadoes. So I guess the smelling salts must have worked, and he is back in action as McCrary takes the snap. And throws it out quickly. It's a hook and ladder, and it's going to be to Cox, and he's going to be ran out of bounds at the 36-yard line. The throw was to Braden Anderson, and then he catches it, pitches it on the outside to Cox. Uh, The defense does reply or respond relatively quickly as they're able to push Cox out of bounds at the 36. But Alcor now has some breathing room with 26 seconds. They do not have the leg of Zeke Rankin this year, however, for a field goal. Nope, the old hook and ladder play by Alcoa there on the last uh, snap uh, leads to a nice little run by Cox, and then we'll see what McCrary and the Alcoa offense draw up here. Shotgun looks under pressure, and he will be sacked back inside the 30 at about the 29. And that'll probably do it for the first half. I'd say they'll let Coach Rankin will let the clock wind down, and Alcoa will go to the dressing room or the locker room with a 7 nothing lead. And that'll be it. That'll take us to the Bob Ramsey State Representative District 20 halftime show paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey treasurer. But when we come back, we'll have the uh, Bob Ramsey state rep district 20 halftime show and the Denzo scoreboard. So stay with us as you'll have the triple D dunkle, dunkle and dunkle back after these messages. 